ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. Please ensure your spirits are in the fully upright and locked position. You've been cleared for launch. Ten, nine, ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Good morning and welcome to the launch pad. I'm Pastor Nevin Hirschberger. I'm here with my lovely wife, Dina, and we're going to be hosting the Launchpad this morning. Launchpad is a place for you to get foundational truths, Mm -hmm. to advance yourself, and to be everything that God has created you to be. So get ready to launch, Rim Country, and we are excited to spend the next 30 minutes with you. That's right. Last week, we were talking about uh, this identity and how we are sons and daughters to God, God has actually looks at us as His children and His friend, not not as a servant or as a mm. slave. Mm. And you know, as I was thinking about that statement and what we talked about last week, Pastor Nevin, I was thinking about how is your identity shaping and changing your current assignment, your current culture? That's like, good. is is what you're portraying? changing and shifting things for the good or is what are you portraying because your identity is all about what you're doing in the moment what what your assignment is and sometimes we get these lofty things where we think well i'm gonna you know be the next president of the united states or whatever you think but really if you can just be faithful right where you're planted right today um we were just talking about this before we started recording today about hey maybe your ministry is maybe your identity is right in your own home just being that good mom being that good dad and by the way, happy Mother's Day to everyone today. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I, uh, one of the things that just came to my mind as you were talking as well is that what, you said, what are we portraying to our atmosphere where we're around? Mm-hmm. Are we coming as a victim mentality, like Ooh. under the thumb of God? Or yeah. are we coming in a way that we're portraying that everybody else has a better shot at life than I do. Mm. And if we get mixed up in that muddle, we don't see ourselves as sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. Um, My son, if he starts to drag out and become, and become this uh, loathsome self degrading person as a father, I need to continually remind him how important he is and how wonderful he is and the addition he is to our family and so that we can build him up. But we're going to dive into the next segment of this uh, block, so to speak, (laughs) and we're going to be talking today about how we are royal sons and daughters. That means we're princes and princesses. That's more than just um, someone that that God created, but I am now coming together with God because right. I have a great I'm adoption. Of, I'm an heir. I'm yeah. an heir to the throne, so to right. speak, um, with what God, what God has for us. And in first Peter two, nine, it says you are a chosen people. See, you weren't just, let me just stop right there. You weren't just thought of like, Oh, let's just create Johnny. Let's just see if he can make it. No, you were chosen. You were thought of. In fact, in Psalms, it says that your days were actually thought of before you were ever Mm -hmm. even birthed on this earth. So driving in your car to church this morning or sitting having your breakfast looking at the the rim, God knew that today that's exactly what you were going to be doing because your days were designed before you even took one breath. So 1 Peter 2.9, let's continue. You are a chosen people, a royal priest and a holy nation. See, I believe if you don't understand that you're royalty, you'll live with less than. That's right. You will always live in lack. But when you understand that, hey, look, 
I'm here for a purpose. I am here for a reason. You can live that out no matter where you find yourself in life right here, right today. And you have access to the throne room of God. If you can imagine the biggest king mm. in the world, the <laughs> most influential, most prominent individual that, that is in the natural world today, if you had access to sit at his feet and ask him for anything and mm. to work on your behalf as yeah. far as influence your situation, that's what we have as royalty through, right. through God. And um, we actually, as royalty, we act as and transact business for mm-hmm. the kingdom on God's behalf. Right. He has chosen to work with you and I on this earth to say, hey, Pastor Nevin, I want, he wouldn't call me pastor, he'd say son Nevin. <laughs> but he would say, Nevin, I want you to go do this, or you have the power to do this, and now it's within me as mm-hmm. a son, as, mm-hmm. a, as a prince, right. to do that, to transact business right. on his behalf. And actually, with you saying that, that just brought something. You know, in America, we are so good at labeling. Mm-hmm. Pastor Nevin, um, producers, um, you know, well, that, that guy, he, you know, he's just a victim. We label, we label everyone in yeah. America. Everyone has, you're known for something. But God sees you as the person he created, that son and daughter. There are no labels in the kingdom, really. Um, and, and we could go right down the list, you know. Oh, well, that's the poor part of town, or that's that's poor Johnny, or that's, um, you know, sad Gladys, or what, whatever. Right. But we are so good at labeling people. And I think a lot of times our labels become people's identities. Right. And so if you are acting as a victim, like if you've been labeled, well, you know, they'll never mount anything. Their last name is, you know, Jones or what, whatever, whatever that stigma has, right. has taken on in your family. Actually, that becomes your identity. So this morning, just try to grasp that God has chosen you to be a royal son and daughter. That's right. And so... And I want to preface that. Ahead. It's not just America. We're talking yeah, the world. I think, the world. I think every, every known society in the world has a problem with... Right. with putting labels and and segmenting people into if we were all of of a mind to know that we were all created equal and Mm -hmm. that we were all created to be uh, that son or daughter with the same with the same weight yeah. as the next person, then we would know that we're like we always say better together. Right. We we would know that that person has value in my life. Yeah. Um, we're also like in that verse it says we're called royal priests in First mm. Peter two nine it says they were chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation. What's a priest? Well, a priest is a go between a mediator between God and man. So. As priests, God calls us to be his voice, his hands, his feet, to his church, to his people, and to the world. Yeah, you're right. He does expect us to be his hands and his feet here in the world. And our priestly duties, when we're talking about that, include healing the sick, prophesying people's destinies, bringing hope and comfort. You know, too many people pray for someone to be healed. Mm. They say if God's your, if it's your will, but you know, the Bible never says anywhere that we're to pray for someone's healing. It actually says that we're to heal when he tells us to go out. And when he tells the disciples go, he, he says, go heal the sick. He doesn't mm-hmm. say go pray for their healing. Mm-hmm. So he's given us the authority. The authority Jesus yeah. gave us the authority before his ascension. He said, I'm going to send you a helper yeah. and you will have the same authority as I do yeah. as what, what I've done here on earth. You're going to do more. He says, mm-hmm. so, one of our things, and, and many people kind of 
due to theological uh, mm-hmm. views or whatever, they kind of skirt on beyond that, and they just mm-hmm. say, "Well, we're supposed to pray for." It. We are supposed to pray for people. Absolutely. We're supposed to pray for their their healing. That's not, but we're also to actually take authority of that right. disease or sickness, or right. take authority over the oppression in that person's right. life, and actually. Do something about yeah, it. Yeah, because what Jesus did for us, we can actually come boldly to That's the right. throne of grace and and ask as sons and daughters. It's it's just like our, my son and daughter. Um, when they ask me for something, I want to give it to them. I want their dreams. I want their hopes. I want their destinies to come alive. And I believe our Heavenly Father, and a lot of times we don't ask because of, of our picture of of our earthly father. Because every time maybe we asked our earthly father, it was no, no, no. Um but when we ask our heavenly father he is he is waiting for us to ask and to give us what he's asking as sons and daughters yeah. so when we come back after these messages we're going to talk some more about what it means to be um a priest yeah or a prince and princess in the kingdom of god we'll be right back giving you foundational truths to launch you into your destiny you're listening to the launch pad on KMOG. Hi, this is Pastor Nevin with the Launchpad. Each week, we'd like to showcase a kingdom business here in the Rim Country. And today, I'd like to showcase Mike's Fish and Chips. It's an amazing restaurant. It's an amazing fish. Go visit Mike's Fish and Chips at 516 South B Lane Highway. You'll be glad you did. And say hi to Mike and Marsha as well. Amazing people and amazing employees. Mike's Fish and Chips. Well, welcome back to the launch pad. We're so excited that you've decided to spend a half an hour with us this Sunday morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yes. It is an amazing opportunity to to celebrate the the giving of life and those right. those women in our life that really put their all yep. into making us who we are. That's right. God, God ordained them. Uh, he was, he knew who you were and he knew who to put you with. So, right, right. So we love the mothers out there. We've been talking this morning about being uh, prince and princesses and uh, priests in the kingdom of Royal, God. Royalty. And how important that is to know who we are. And uh, one of the things that comes to my mind is in 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says, We are Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Hmm. So tell me a little bit, uh, Pastor Dina, about what is an ambassador to you? What does that mean, being an ambassador in the kingdom? Well, Basically, an ambassador in the kingdom and an ambassador in in actually general, this yeah. brings me, we're actually ambassadors for the Chamber of Commerce. And so what that means is we are representing that place or we are, so an ambassador of the kingdom, we are actually representing yeah. heaven. We're representing all the things that come from there. So if we're representing a victim that's not we don't find victim in in heaven no if we're um representing doom and gloom that's not heaven um heaven is a place of joy it's a place of laughter it's a place of of happiness it's a place of um wholeness so that's what we should be representing as as an ambassador um and they represent the king who sent them they represent God. They represent Jesus. I mean, Jesus was the great example, right? And we are to re- represent him as as well. Yeah. So to me, that's what an ambassador, well, there's a lot of places we could go with that, but that to me is what an ambassador is. Well, 
for you and I here in America, when the president sends an ambassador out, the mm. ambassador speaks on behalf and works on right, behalf right. of the government that sent him. Right. And so they have, they have the right, say to, so to speak, to mm-hmm. put their signature on or right. to compel in the way that the king wants it to happen. And so that gives us a lot of authority. If we look at ourselves as ambassadors, we have a lot of authority on behalf of King God. Right. And uh, we want to dive into another area where is really misrepresented, I believe, in the church today. Mm-hmm. And that is this idea that we are hopeless sinners mm. and we are good for nothing sinners and that, that God ha- has brought us out of that and we have he has brought us out of that but we can't continue to go back there we can't continue to view ourselves as sinners i've heard the the phrase that oh well i'm just a sinner saved by grace no you're no longer that once you have accepted your assignment there's that identity crisis right as you've taken that on and you've said no jesus you're my king i am now yours you're, you've wiped all that off. It, right. Jesus died for your sins yesterday, today, and forever. Right. And so you can't label yourself as a sinner. It's again, are you labeling yourself as a right. victim? Are you labeling yourself as a sinner? Or are you labeling what God told you right. you are? Right. That you are a saint. I've been transformed by grace. And actually, this brings us back to the first Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Yeah. Romans 1, 7 says, so we're just trying to um, lay some foundation here for saints versus the sinner mentality. So Romans 1, 7 says, to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. Yeah. Ephesians 1, 1, to the saints in Ephesus, not to the sinners in Ephesus. So there's, a, there's, a, there's actually this theme throughout the scripture that, People were saints. I mean, and and here's the deal. You don't have to be perfect to be a saint. I mean, if you look at the people Jesus and God used in the scripture, I mean, come on, Peter, he was by all by all means. He was he was not. Well, he was a saint, but he made some some big mistakes. I mean, he was he was this this guy who denied Christ. But yet God uses Everyone and everything to his purpose. And when do you ever hear Paul address the churches in his letters? Do you ever hear him say to the sinners of Philadelphia <laughs> or the sinners no. of, of uh, Ephesus? Right. Well, he always says the saints, to the saints. And so he recognizes that because they were bought by mm-hmm. the blood of Jesus, because they've made that their own and because yeah. they have the revelation identity of that, their identity is now saints yep they are no longer sinners second yep. corinthians five seventeen says if anyone is in christ he is a new creation we have a new nature in yeah. christ yeah. i mean you gotta grasp that get that in your spirit get that down deep because that is the heart of the matter for you when it comes to the heavenly father is that he doesn't view you as all those right. things that people tag you with he views you as a new creation if you have said yes to him Romans 6 6 says your old self was crucified yeah so you are a new creation we have a new reality when we do that yeah. we have a new reality everything changes the minute you receive Christ as your Savior your whole reality changes right and we become saints not sinners and this is not just theological theory this is truth right, right. this is absolute truth and unfortunately our natural nature 
is to look down on us ourselves. Yeah. Our natural nature is to to degrade and victimize ourselves into this poor mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the enemy's opportunity to rip right. you, rip from rip you, you off. <laughs> your identity. Right. To take away from you what God has told you you right. are. And really this all started in the garden. When you think about Adam and Eve, and a lot of this stuff is rooted in fear. Mm-hmm. We're, we're afraid of becoming who... The, the enemy keeps you in this fear box, that's so right. to speak. And he, he keeps... As long as you... he. He has you believing that as long as you stay in this this box, that you won't have to become everything. Because actually, if you if God showed you everything that you were supposed to be, it probably would scare us. Yeah. Because there's a lot of assignments on on many of our lives, That's and right. yet God gives you pieces to the puzzle That's as right. you go throughout your life. So if you think about Adam and Eve in the garden, the reality of what happened there was. The enemy came in, and he actually started lying to them and planting fears. Mm-hmm. And, and fear kept them in a place. They actually went and hid. See, this morning I feel like someone needs to hear. You don't need to hide from God. Come on. He, you see, God never stopped pursuing Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve stopped pursuing him. It says that they were, it, after they ate the, the, well, we call it the apple, but it actually says the fruit. After they ate it, they went and hid. They were afraid. And that, their identity in that moment was, was ripped. They got ripped off by the right. enemy because he made them believe they were something they were not. And that he made them even challenge who God told them right. they were. And so when you think about that, someone needs to hear this this morning. Don't, you don't need to go hide because what did God do? He came and he said, he called for them, Adam and Eve, where are you? Where are you? So your mistakes don't scare God. That's right. No, Absolutely. You cannot scare God. God already knew what you're going right. how you're you know, he's omnipotent. He right. knows everything. And, and that's the, hard for our brain to sometimes right. And the beauty of, of, of what God is saying is saying, I believe to Adam and Eve is he, I'm not scared of your choice. Why did he put both trees in the garden? Yeah. He's not afraid of your choice. See, it's not freedom if you don't have choice. So this morning you have a choice to say yes to the king. You have a the freedom to say yes, I'm a child of the king, or you have freedom to say, you know what, I think think I'll just choose this other route and and live in victimhood. So I just I encourage you this morning come into that identity that he has called you a son and a daughter no matter what everybody else is saying get around people that will continue to foster that relationship. Well, I thank you guys Everyone that's listening this morning, I thank you for joining us. I hope you're receiving a foundation to launch from. God has great destiny for you and after these messages When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about our identity in Christ. Giving you foundational truths to launch you into your destiny. You're listening to The Launchpad on KMOG. This is Pastor Nevin with Church for the Nations in Payson. My wife and I, Pastor Dina, host The Launchpad every Sunday morning between 9 and 9.30 here on KMOG, the Radio Ranch, 103.3 FM and 1420 AM. We invite you to come and experience what CFTM Payson is all about. Our CFTM Payson Sunday experience is every Sunday morning at 10 AM. We meet at 901 Southwesterly Road in Payson. You can find out more information about us at our website at www.cftmpayson.com. Find out about upcoming events, podcasts of our Sunday teachings, as well as the archived episodes of the Launchpad. You can also like us on Facebook at CFTN Payson. We look forward to connecting with you, and remember, we are better together.
Well, welcome back to the Launchpad. We are excited to be launching into yep. Destiny with you this morning. I'm here with my <laughs> my awesome co-host and wife, Pastor Dina Hirschberger. Yes, good morning. And we're diving into this thing about identity. Identity is so important to the Christian life because until we really know who we are, right. until we know who God created us to be, we're really not going to be everything we can be. Right. And uh, like the Army's phrase, you know, be all that you can be. That's right. And really, we need to be all that we can right. be. And so the next part of our segment here, we're going to talk about being co-laborers with Christ. Now, let me just <laughs> preface this by saying that this is probably the one phrase that caused my wife and I the biggest challenge mm-hmm. when we were coming out of a legalistic and religious uh, society, so to speak, um, was this this phrase, co-laborers with Christ. And you think that is so mundane and you think it's like no big deal, but it really rattles the religious spirit. Right. When we start talking about being co-laborers, you mean, you mean that I'm on the same level as Jesus Christ? <laughs> you mean I'm on the same level and I'm co-creating, co-laboring with him mm. through authority God has given us yeah. is like a mind blow for most people because they really realize, they don't realize that Jesus was all God and all man, but he left his deity to come be with us. So therefore he would not have modeled things in the scripture. He would not have modeled through his life things that we couldn't uh, attain or Mm -hmm. become. And so being a co-laborer of Christ, John 20, 21 says, as the father has sent me, so I am sending you. Jesus was telling his disciples, look, just like I came here, yeah. God is saying the same thing to you. I am commissioning you to be me. Yeah. So I got news for you. <laughs> you may be <laughs> Yeah, you may be the only Jesus yeah. that somebody encounters today. Right. That's right. And and really, I mean the the ultimate question is, well, why was Jesus sent? And and the reality of that question is is first John three eight. Um, you can look that up in your own time, but but just to paraphrase that, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Right. See, Adam and Eve, they kind of relinquished their rights in the garden, and we'll get into that in just a moment, but they relinquished their rights and and gave the power and the authority that God had given them over to the devil. And so Jesus comes as our second Adam, as the perfect, you know, and right. sets these things back in order. And I actually believe that Jesus came... That 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 is one of his pride. Yes, he came for you and I to die to to save us from our sins, so we don't have to do all those blood sacrifices. It was his blood speaks yeah, louder. It's a better covenant. It's a better covenant. It's a new covenant. But I also believe that he came to give us our authority back mm-hmm. in that in that moment. And so, um, you know, we are to do what Jesus did. We are to fulfill Isaiah 61 and Luke and Luke 4:18 by releasing the kingdom through through healing, through helping, through through helping your neighbor. Right. It's as easy as helping your neighbor and that destroys the works of the of the of the enemy. Your neighbor has a huge impact in the kingdom. No matter who that neighbor yep. is, he may be the neighbor that stockpiles all the garbage and has yeah. what I'm talking natural neighbor here, <laughs> but God put a huge importance on the people in our life. Yep. Those people that we come into contact with. And so just as a side note, Jesus never met someone that he didn't love. he never True. met someone that didn't have an importance in his mm-hmm. life. 
And every time, just a side note on that, every time a miraculous thing happened with Jesus, there's a little phrase that I love that I picked up about a year ago. It always says, and he was moved with compassion. That was because he understood who he was. We talked about this last week, but Jesus understood his identity. He got his identity from the Father. And so this morning, be moved with compassion for your neighbor. Be moved with compassion for for your community. Be moved with your compassion for your family. Well, Jesus put such a high um, importance on it that he told his his people he was teaching, he said, look, if you have aught with your brother... Yeah. If you don't have some, if you have something between you, don't even come and worship me until that's taken care of. Yeah, he put. He such, says, "Leave the he altar." He said, "Leave the altar and go find that friend and make it up." Yep. Find forgiveness in your heart and take care of that relationship mm-hmm. before you even come to the altar. Right. And how many Christians do we know, and how many people do we know in our lives that are holding on to things yep. and wounds and things that are hurting them, and we know it's affecting them yep. and their health. Yep. In their in their day to day life, but I'm just going to encourage somebody out there today. Let go, yep. release let go it, and let God. Forgiveness is probably the number one tool we can use to advance mm-hmm. ourselves and yep. our destiny. Without forgiveness, we get stuck. It's kind of yep. like pressing the pause button on the VCR. Until we forgive, yep. we get stuck in a rut, yep. and we just sit there in, in the same frame for years and years until yep. we can actually release that and it's amazing my wife and i pastor dean and i have i really had to overcome some things that hurt some things that have happened in the past but if we were to just sit there and just stay there we wouldn't be where we are today Mm -hmm. god has really has really launched us into what our destiny is because we've chosen to say look we're past that yep that person didn't isn't going to rule my life. I forgive them and I'm going to move on Amen. and I'm going to become everything that God has created me to be. So just release and be launched. Yeah. Release and be set into what you're called and what into what you're called to do and and that is a message for someone this morning. You need to release someone um, and and you need to just launch into what you're called to do. Because actually, when we're talking, this is a side note, but when we're talking about forgiveness, forgiveness actually isn't even about the other person. Forgiveness is about for yourself as well. Right. Uh, because it... it it relieves you. It it, re- it takes the pressure off. So anyways, and, and go ahead. So with this whole forgiveness thing, I want to just interject in uh, John twenty twenty three is a little known verse that many people kind of just read over and don't catch. But he says, for you forgive anyone his sins and they are forgiven. Ooh. Now, have you ever thought of it that I have the, I have the, the, the right and the authority to forgive someone's sins According to that verse. According to that verse, if I forgive them of their sins, they're forgiven. And now, let me reference that. God is the only one that can forgive those sins. However, he's given you and I the authority because of what Jesus said. I give you the authority. So we have the authority. So let's just put that into perspective. If you're holding on to unforgiveness in somebody's life, Mm -hmm. you are actually holding them back from receiving full forgiveness in their life. Because if you hold bitterness and you hold strife and you hold back stuff in your life Mm -hmm. from giving that person release, you're actually affecting their eternal destiny. 
You're you're actually affecting their identity, which right. is what this is all about. And you know, actually, this is all throughout Scripture. I mean, John twenty twenty two says, and Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, "Receive the Holy Spirit." So he actually anointed them in that very moment. And so every every time we like to say, every time people are baptized or receive Jesus as a personal savior, and you say yes to him, you're an anointed one. You right. become a Christian if you look up Christian. And you do the background on that. Actually, Christ, which is part of Christians, is means um, Christos, and it means the anointed, anointed one. one. So you are anointed to do this if you say yes to Jesus. And you know, it, when we think about this authority, the the co labors a little bit in Genesis one twenty six and twenty eight. God actually tells Adam. Rule over all of creation and be fruitful and multiply. There's the identity we need to live by. We have authority. The word says in Matthew, I believe it's 1818, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose will be loosed. That's your authority as a son and daughter and your identity. So this morning, we just want you to know that you identify as a prince, a princess, an ambassador, grab a hold of your identity. God mm-hmm. chose you to be the hands and feet here on the earth. He gave the authority to run yep. and be all that you can be. So be blessed. We thank you for joining us this morning. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks so much. And remember, we, we are, are better, better together. together.